Hi, I'm Dalak Badelano, and this is the Living the Life podcast, where you'll get scriptural and practical insights into knowing Jesus and living his life on the earth from the pages of scripture, void of religion. Thank you for listening to the last episode of Living the Life podcast. I believe you were blessed. Today, we'll be looking at something very important and very critical to the life of a Christian and to the life of anyone living upon the earth. I will be discussing about resting in God's love, resting in God's love. I've come to an understanding that many times we have this perception that we are not enough, that we need to perform, we need to do a whole lot of things for us to be accepted by God. And we'll see as we run through the scripture that this actually is not the case. God's love for us is unending. His love is not based on our performance. His love is based on the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So we can't end God's love because it cannot be end. Jesus has already paid it all. There's a song that says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has lost its crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. So I'll begin this conversation with this thought. Because many of us know the situation that happened in the Garden of Eden. After Adam sinned and took of the forbidden fruit. Now we understand that God told him not to eat of two fruits in the Garden. The fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and the fruit of life. Now we see that they were deceived by Satan and they ended up eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Now please listen to this thought I want to pass across. God sent Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden because of his love for mankind. It was because of love that God sent Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Please stay with me. If man had remained in the garden after eating the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, man would most likely have proceeded to eat of the fruit of life, which in turn would leave man in an irredeemable position. This means that if man had remained in the garden and God hadn't taken man out of the garden, man would have been irredeemable. So that means the plan of salvation wouldn't have been possible. Because man would have lived in that state of sin forever. Because now he had the tree of life. He couldn't die. He had partaken of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which was against the counsel of God. So man would have been irredeemable. So God had to kick man out so he could kick in the plan of redemption. It was in love that God took man out of the garden of eden now let's proceed in this conversation in the book of romans chapter 5 from verse 5 to 11 romans 5 from verse 5 to 11 says now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us for when we were still without strength in due time christ died for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were sinners, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So we see that even before we accepted God. He had already died for us because we were ungodly. Now it's important for us to have this understanding and how and 
know that we should rest in the love of God. We shouldn't think that because of one thing we have done after accepting the life of Christ that God no longer loves us. That is not true. Because we see here, it says that for even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we are already reconciled to God and we are saved by his life. The life of God has saved us. So we are not trying to walk around what God is going to do. God is not thinking about loving us. No, that is not who God is. Because the Bible says God is love. The perfect description of God is love. Now we'll see this in 1 John chapter 4 from verse 7 to 11 and 18 to 19. Verse 7 to 11 says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So any demonstration of love that we are giving to God is not because of our goodness. It's not because we are cool like that. It is because God first loved us. So if you are demonstrating any love towards God, it's because the love of God has been shared abroad in your heart and you are bringing out of the pool of love that God has poured into you and releasing it into the earth. The Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. We don't love him because we first loved him. No, we love him because he first loved us. So it's very important that you understand that whatever you are demonstrating as an act of love is because God first loved you and it is not the reverse. We proceed. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 is a very popular scripture that is said almost at the end of every service in a church. And this was the last words of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church. And we are certain and we know that the last words of any man is very important. So Paul speaking here says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Speaking of Jesus, Paul highlights the grace. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, Paul speaks about the communion, the fellowship, the koinonia. But when it comes to God, Paul says the love of God, the love of God. Love, like I said earlier, is the perfect description of God. So when the Apostle Paul was writing here to give a summary on the Trinity, he says God is love here, saying it is the love of God that we should understand about this being. It is his love that we should focus on. Now, we should also know that God so loved. It is because of God's love that we are saved and redeemed. It's not because of our actions. It's not because of what you have done. It's not because of how good you are, how perfect you are, how loving you are. No, earlier we saw that it is because God first loved. That is why we can love him. 
So it's because God loved you first. That is why you can love him and any other person around you. So, and how do you rest in God's love? You rest in God's love by simply doing what is said in Philemon 1.6, that your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, how do you acknowledge those things that are in you in Christ Jesus? You acknowledge it by speaking it. You begin to declare the scriptures. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 6 that you are accepted in the beloved. You begin to declare those things that God has spoken about you in his word. You are accepted in the beloved. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. In him you have redemption. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. In whom you have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. That is Colossians 1, 13 and 14. So we see that the easiest way and the prescribed way according to scripture to imbibe the love of God into your heart is by speaking it forth and acknowledging that which Jesus has done. Now, as we round off, we would see that God so loved. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we see that it is because of the love of God that we have everlasting life. If not for the love of God, Jesus wouldn't have come. And if Jesus didn't come, there is no way man would have been saved. Now, Jesus also loved us. Because if Jesus didn't love you, he wouldn't have come to die. And if Jesus didn't come to die, there is no place for man to come into a relationship with God. So God so loved the world. Jesus also so loved the world that he came to die for the world and especially for you. Now, I want you to understand that if you were the only person on the earth, Jesus would have still come to die for you. That's how important you are to God. And that's why it's critical that you rest in that love of God. We see a situation in Luke 15 about the prodigal son. Now, many times we'll call that passage of scripture, the prodigal son. One better rendition that I think will work also well it's the loving father because when the son left the house the scripture says in Luke 15 that the father kept on coming out and waiting for the son so we see that the father was looking and waiting for the son to return so that's how God is anytime you make a mistake anytime you're out of his will for your life God is not waiting with a bat in his hand to spank you no he's waiting for you to return back to him. So when you make a mistake, instead of running away from God, you ought to run to God because God is the one that can save you, patch you up, and totally transform your life. But what many do is to run from God. And that is the plan of the enemy. The enemy wants you to run away from the person that will save you. So you should understand that when things happen, you run to God, not from God. So you see that? Yes, you run to God, not from God. Now, as we conclude, I'll read Romans 8 from verse 31 to 39. And I would also say the lyrics of three powerful songs that would help you understand the unending love of God. 
Romans 8.31-9 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justified. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And forevermore is also re risen. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or perilous word? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now this scripture is a perfect description of how nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Because Christ died for you. And if God didn't spear Christ, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Now, I'll just quickly say the lyrics of some of these songs, and you'll really be blessed by these verses of this song. Of course, I'm going to pick the whole verses, but I just picked these two verses each from these three songs. The first song is One Thing Remains by Jesus Culture. And the verses go this way. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. In death, in life, I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love. My debt is paid. There is nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. That's powerful. Very powerful. Nothing can separate my heart from your great love. The next one is Unstoppable Love, also by Jesus Culture. The verses goes thus. God, you pursue me with power and glory, unstoppable love that never ends. You are unrelenting with passion and mercy, unstoppable love that never ends. No sin, no shame, no past, no pain can separate me from your love. No height, no depth, no fear, no death can separate me from your love. This is just a clear example of what we just read in Romans 8. Now, the final song is Reckless Love by Corey Ashbury of Bethel Music. The verses say, When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no what, you paid it all for me. But you have been so, so kind to me. And oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. And I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. God's love is unending. God's love is unstoppable. God's love is the thing that cannot fail. Now I want you to understand that God loves you. Rest in his love. Do not fall to condemnation because the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ 
Jesus. As you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. And if you are listening and you are not in Christ, to get out of condemnation is to come to Christ. And it's very simple. What do you do? You do what is in Romans 10. You believe in your heart, the Lordship of Jesus, and you confess with your mouth that he was resurrected from the dead. It's as simple as that. So I urge you to say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth because of your love. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and I confess with my mouth that you are the Lord of my life. Thank you because I have believed unto righteousness and I have confessed unto salvation. Now I am a child of God. Now I can rest fully in your love, knowing that regardless of whatever I go through, you are always there for me. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast. I know that you now rest in God's love and will continually abide in his presence. Do well to share this podcast to your friends, to your family members, and to your loved ones. And this podcast is available on all podcast listening platforms, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcast, on Anchor, and it's also on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions on this episode or previous ones, kindly send them to Living the Life Podcast One, that's figure one, at gmail.com, or you can send me a direct message to at Living the Life PD or Dolakwadilano on Instagram and on Twitter. God bless you and always rest in the love of God. For God is love. God bless you.